Mike's Daily Podcast. Oh, it's so good to be back here in Podcastro Valley Mont, the last place on earth. Welcome to Cafe Anyway. And my name is Mike. Mike's Daily Podcast. It is Mike Matthews. It's been a fun couple of days. Oh, I think I missed a day. It's Daily Podcast. What can I say? I might have messed up there. Like when I knocked the pens over, that was a good podcast. Did you share that with all your friends? Good, thank you, I know. Because you've got that... Mike's Daily Podcast. That itch to help Mike out. Thank you. It's episode 2718. Mike's 2718. Daily. The last podcast, podcast. was called Video. Yeah! Though there was no video attached... I thought, why not? Let's confuse everybody. It's an audio podcast, and now we'll just call it video. So that's what we did on that podcast. Maybe you got to listen to it. Today's podcast, I am going to cover so many things and topics, and I will map them all out to you in a long, boring list now. Nope. Not going to do that. But did you know, last weekend, on Sunday, it was the busiest day of air travel in U.S. history. Not that long ago, we had like nobody on planes. Everyone was afraid of flying. Then we had too many people on planes wearing masks. Uh, We had upset pilots saying, I'm not going to get the jab. I'm not going to get a shot in my arm. Oh, that was something that happened to me this week. So I had to get The COVID shot. Well, I know I don't have to. The government isn't pushing me to. I guess they're strongly suggesting it. But I mean, I'm not required to by law. But we can get into that if we want to make a whole boring conspiratorial podcast about that. But I did get my shot and I did. And here's today's podcast picture. I did have a slight reaction. The podcast picture, I keep going back to that great trip I took a couple weekends ago. I think I might go back a year. I'll go back to a year ago. See the podcast picture, though, at mikesdailypodcast.com because I pay for that website. And it'd be so nice if somebody went to it at one point or another. So, yes, I went to uh, the people right across the street from my work, the hospital there. That I have my medical, you know, because you got to have some kind of big insurance cover here in California. Some big name. The late great Basil the Boxer. He, he was not covered by insurance. That got kind of costly. As people with pet insurance know. But, like, right now I've got Rocky the Cat. And do I want to spend money on insurance for Rocky the Cat? Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a hard sell for me to buy pet insurance. Some people no problem, but me, uh, won't do it. But I love Basil. I miss him so much every day. And Rocky the cat is not on this particular podcast today. But what I did do was get a COVID shot on Monday, and I was fine, hunky dory. I had one shot. They don't do it in the same arm, the COVID and the flu shot. I did that a year ago 
I don't think I had any reactions. I'll have to go back to the podcast after that one because I probably talked about it then. But as I recall, I did not. But do you recall those lonely donors days when you had the COVID shot? And we think you remember Oh, it's still the loving things That's an old Journey song One of the early ones that Steve Perry And was it Greg Raleigh or Ross Valerie? I forget, forget which one sang That was also with Santana You can say that name and I will hear it now Ah, I knew it Okay Here's the thing Now that's legit I was fine up until just before I went to bed. I realized ain't no way I'm going to sleep on the shoulder that I got the COVID shot because it was sore. And then I noticed about two, three o'clock in the morning, I had the chills, a slight case of the chills, but a little bit of the chills. And then I just realized I wasn't sleeping very well. So the next day I was kind of in a fog and then the ne- that night I slept a little bit better. My arm was hurting a little bit less, but I still had a little bit of the shivers. And then by the third night, it was all gone pretty much. I think, yeah, I don't feel any soreness now, but that was, and I'm, I'm now surrounded here in California of all places by people that are telling me, ah, I'm not going to get a shot. I never get the flu shot, so I'm not going to get the COVID shot now. So that's interesting how that's all turning. But back in the day when we were wearing masks and we were on airplanes and we hated wearing the masks and we take it off to try and eat the peanuts that they gave us. Oh, wait, they don't do that anymore because so many people are nut intolerant. So I was sitting there with the I was eating something. I forget what it was. And maybe they gave us one of those weird cookies that Delta gives their passengers. And it's not even a cookie. It's more like a wafer. It's a wafer. Are they Catholics? Well, whatever the case, I ate it. And I forgot to put the mask back on. And I remember the flight attendant rather yelling at me. That's enough. Put down the mic. But in any case, it was one of the busiest air travel days in U.S. history. Airlines and millions of Americans battled flight delays Sunday. Wasn't that the case a year ago? The TSA screened. You ready? 2.91 million passengers. Over 2 million, almost 3 million passengers Sunday. Beating the previous record of 2.8 million a little bit less on June 30th was also busy travel year huh seven of the ten busiest days in history have come in the past six months the remaining three were all the way back pre-COVID in 2019 as we go outside of cafe anyway somewhere in Podcastro Valley Mont, the last place on earth. Anyway, there were significant delays in the Northeast, but very few cancellations, just 55 flights. But there were 45,000 flights altogether. So just uh, that all those were successful, just 55 out of them not. Southwest Airlines, in that they were canceled, they, they made it to their destinations. I mean, they didn't start flying and were canceled by some horrible 
Uh, you understand. Southwest Airlines had the most delayed flights. Good old Southwest, where you don't even get a seat ahead of time. You got to scramble to find one. And I always end up in the aisle. I mean, literally, in the, I'm, sit, I'm laying down in the aisle because there are no seats. No, but I'm right on the aisle seat. At 1,376, or 30% of its schedule, though just one was canceled. But just about, let's see, 30% delayed. Yikes. Good morning, Mr. Matthews. And it looks like spending money we don't really have with using credit cards and mounting credit card debt. Uh, we, we, we'll spend stuff on credit cards that we don't really need to give to people we don't really like is an observation that Rob Black made. He does a money show, show all about businesses, money, business talk, and that is heard on the local radio station in the Bay Area, AM 1220 KDOW. And he is also on TV, on Cron, weekday mornings. So, new car, store card registrations were down last year. 37% compared with 2015. And that's crazy because those credit cards that you get at the store, the interest rate can top 30% on some of those cards. And bargain hunting, Americans are now less loyal to particular brands. Gosh, you're almost paying back what you bought and then like the half the price of what you bought in addition to that that's no wonder they keep pushing those would you like to buy a card would you like to have a special credit card with that and you don't have to pay back in several installments 5.3 billion of online sales were done through a mobile device on black friday did you know that 50 over half were done through mobile devices that just says a lot that just says we trust our phones to keep all our information that has to do with our money. We just accept it now that our phones are okay. I would never do that. Well, maybe I've done it once or twice, but it's just so convenient because you can be anywhere. You could be driving in traffic, which sadly is what a lot of people do. And it's not an easy... Well, they try and make it easier and easier all the time to spend money. That's what they want you to do is spend money. And to actually spend money on things that you didn't know you were spending money on. That's what the whole thing, the subscription thing is. Because, oh, okay, I'll just give them my credit card. And they'll, they'll just bill me every month. But I'll remember to cancel it. And then we don't. And that's a big problem in America. But gosh, over half were using their phones to buy things online. And it is expected to overtake desktop purchasing this holiday season for the very first time. Buy now, pay later, where you spread payment over multiple installments. That soared almost a half from a year ago. Oh, wow, that's wild. Announcing that credit card debt, they're making it go higher and higher. And they're saying, oh, I'll delay it. Even though 30%, I might have to spend the whole thing over again 
to pay for what I just paid for. Dang. This is this is how it looks like it's going to be this year. So just check yourself hearing those stats that that means we're all very prone. There's something whenever I read stats like that, I realize that there's something in the zeitgeist, something in the ether, something in the atmosphere that's moving the herd in such a way. And since I technically am part of the herd, there used to be, isn't there a talk show host on sports radio named Cow Herd? That's a real name. So I just really, <laughs> I, when I hear that, I'm like, maybe I, I can see why everyone thinks like that now, but maybe I shouldn't follow that. The Pam Baumgartner Files. <laughs> That's an anti-vax idea ideology isn't it well everyone says i should get vaccinated but not so much anymore because people aren't like i said here even here in california not as many people are getting vaccinated and that may end up being a bad thing because the overall immunity is going to go down and well taylor swift's eras to her concert film will be available to stream through amazon prime video apple xfinity youtube tv and google tv that is December 13th. And that is because that is Taylor's birthday. Now, is it only going to be that one day only and not the rest of the year? I don't know. I'm getting sick of celebrities making announcements and then pulling us in like we got to make some kind of move. We got to do something. Just don't push me like that, Taylor. And then you got celebrities who don't even give you the right information that color things in a slight way that you're like, wait, what? What did what did he just say? Snoop Doggy Dog saying that he's not going to smoke pot anymore. Well, no, it wasn't that he's going to. He's using some kind of new product where the pot smoke. I guess there's no smoke. I don't know. Is he talking about edibles? I've heard the commercial like three times. I still don't understand it. Well, probably because I don't do pot. But yeah, to those of you who do, which is 99.9% of you, you understand what's happening. Here's some things I don't understand that's happening. Uh, I was listening to a podcast that comes from a news radio station in the Bay Area, and they were discussing how there was a huge homeless encampment near Santa Rosa that is being dismantled. So there are a lot of towns in the Bay Area, a lot of cities that want to get rid of the unhoused that have created encampments, little tent cities, as we called it all the way back in the 1930s with FDR. Watch your Ken Burns documentaries to understand that. Yes. Oh, I got sucked into watching a JFK documentary. I don't know if it was a Ken Burns one, but it was on the History Channel, which I think the History Channel is now taking Ken Burns stuff from PBS. So Ken Burns is making all kinds of money this way and that. And Peter Coyote, the voiceover artist who does all the amazing Ken Burns stuff. He always sounds like this. He's like, he, he, he'll read a statement. And by the time the family made it to the White House lawn, 
Only two of the family members were still alive and the dog had turned into a cat. He always ends whatever he says on some really dramatic thing, like either somebody dies or somebody loses their job or whatever they were. Some kind of life-changing thing happens at the very end of every sentence. And then they go to a historian who says, it would behoove all of us to remember and recall back, do you recall those lonely summer nights when I think that it's all over and you think you wanna stay? Oh, after stormy weather, that's the sun shines every day. Note to self. All right. The point is, sorry for that pee that just plowed into your face. The point is, that was a little less invasive. So, what happened, according to FD, the FDR days, I think that's the name of that Ken Burns documentary, or the Roosevelt's, but there was the tent city. People were poor, depression, and all that, and they built this tent city in Central Park. Now, they are everywhere in the Bay Area, everywhere. And all these beautiful towns, at least they were beautiful when I first moved here 14 years ago. There are now all these tent cities everywhere. People are getting fed up. People, people, here's the thing. You, people come to California. I knew. So I grew up in California, in Southern California. And then I left. And I realized I had to leave in order to get the promotion that I wanted. Thankfully, my wife at the time was okay with that and also wanted to make that move. She was up for the adventure. She was excited about it. So we moved to the beautiful town of Huntsville, Alabama. And the cost of living was much less expensive. People were nice. People were kind. We could get an affordable house. We didn't have to live in a tiny apartment and pay gobs of money, we could actually afford a house and live there. And the price of living wasn't too crazy. So we left California in order to get the life that we wanted. Now, things did not work out in Alabama the way I would have liked. But we then had the opportunity to move back to California. And I would never, ever, ever have moved back to California if I did not have the means to do so. But it was during the economic downturn or whatever we call it, the real estate crisis, the, the late 2000 recession, the 2020, 20, no, the, the late 2008 recession, whatever we call it. It has a million zillion names. It's not like the depression. We call it economic downturn and everything else the real estate crisis whatever you want to call it you know what I'm talking about so I moved back to California when that was happening so houses were much cheaper and I was able to afford a house so I thought and I said to my then wife I'm only moving back to California because we have this opportunity oh and we had her family around to help us in case something went wrong and something, if uh, we had any kind of issue finding a house, we could stay with them. So there was a plan. But all these unhappy... I don't understand why people are moving to California if they don't have any way of s sustaining a life here. 
I know a lot of people move to Hollywood. They want to break into showbiz, but they have some kind of plan. They have some kind of idea what they're going to, what they're, how they're going to live. Maybe they have an aunt they can stay with. Maybe they have some kind of job already going on. But if, if everything went upside down for me, I would get the heck out of California. I, w- I would never move back to California if I did not have the means. So I don't understand why people stay here when there is, there's no way to live here. I mean, they're living in cars. It's cold now outside. It's not Chicago cold, New York, Buffalo cold, but it's getting cold here for California. Now I understand why people would want to move to California and all the bashing we hear about California and people are bashing the Oakland City Hall meeting the other day. Uh, Let's see, there was the, and I'd I'd heard there's somebody that keeps sending to um, the radio stations that I work for. They keep sending, it's almost like, it's weird. It's almost like Hamas is sending us these weird emails. It's Bison Bentley's. Do you know that? Hey, this is Bison Bentley. And Mike Matthews has a couple of stories that'll make you want to ask yourself, Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Burger Master. What's the podcast? Oakland City Council. This was from the New York Post, actually. Not the organization I was talking uh, alluding to i can't think of their name at the moment but the new york post wrote this oakland city council is under fire after it unanimously passed a resolution this week calling for a permanent ceasefire in the israel hamas war while spurning language that would have condemned the terrorist group for the october 7th massacre following an uproar from anti-israel protesters councilman dan dan kalb's amendment spotlighting Hamas's role in the slaughter of an estimated 1,200 people across southern Israel was reflected Monday night in a vote 6-2, to two, and the proposal was met with jeers from demonstrators, with some going as far as to spread conspiracy theories that the Israel Defense Forces had slaughtered Jews to justify an invasion of Gaza. And Colin Rugg, a radical Oakland, California resident, this is according to, let's see, oh, it was on Twitter? Spent, oh, the, he, uh, let's say, there's an extra word here that doesn't make sense. Well, they spent six hours defending terror group Hamas, blasting Israel, and sharing conspiracy theories at a council, city council meeting, blasting Israel. Fox News says another speaker called those who support the condemnation of Hamas old white supremacists. And while another said, <laughs> What? <laughs> Try to gain me. No. Nope. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. <laughs> Oh my God, man. But this is the world in which we live. Uh, While another said calling Hamas a terrorist group was racist and plays into genocidal propaganda, many of the pro-Palestinian speakers accused Israel of colonizing the Palestinian terrorists and creating an apartheid system that oppresses, oppresses Palestinians. 
So, and I don't understand the whole, I don't know if this is the same group that, you know, I, I don't want people to die. I don't want there to be war. I'd love the Palestinian people to live. I know you sense a butt coming. What I don't want terrorists, the Hamas terrorists. Do you want them on your plane as you're flying? Do you want this extremism to continue to continue to escalate is what I ask myself. So there was uh, a issue, oh, a couple weeks ago when we had the big convention over in San Francisco and the Bay Bridge was blocked by one of these groups and they took, they drove their cars on the freeway, stopped their cars. They somehow created a line uh, straight across the bridge, stopped their cars, turned off the engines, took the keys, threw them off the bridge into the Great Bay and laid down on the ground on this very, very busy bridge, basically putting their lives in jeopardy, putting other lives in jeopardy. Can you imagine you're driving along and all of a sudden somebody stops their car in front of you and you can't get around them because there's several other cars stopped and the people get out and just throw their keys off and lay down. It's uh, thankfully, well, you know what? Most cars today, you can't put them into manual. I tried that with my, I cannot, if, if the engine is off, I can't put it into manual. I can't move it back in the, Days not too long ago, just a decade or so ago, we could just put it into manual and push it out of the way. But <laughs> that's another thing we can't do. I know, I know it's pretty political on today's podcast. I can't believe what the hell is this place anyway? All that was going on in Oakland. You know, makes a lot of people across the country go, oh, Oakland is a, it's just a sewage hole. It's, to, no, why would anyone want to live there? It's, look at these idiots. And that's not all of Oakland people. That's not all of the residents of Oakland. And in fact, there are parts of Oakland that are beautiful, that a lot of people visiting from outside the area would enjoy visiting and go, wow, I wish I had this here. There's a lot of appeal in places around the Bay Area. But as I was saying, these cities that want to get rid of their homeless, they can't because they, or move the unhoused to other areas, they can't because they can't touch their property. Because now there is lawyers, there are lawyers there to protect them. Mike Matthews, you not know Mike Matthews. Uh-huh. Really? Eminem. Eminem. We got Eminem. The real Eminem. There you go. <laughs> Creating disease uh, and other things that happen when a bunch of humans get together and there's no actual system to pull the sewage away and fresh water to be brought in and all of that. So it becomes a big problem and a horrid eyesore and people don't want to be around it. Normal people don't want to be around it. People with their families don't want to be around it. And I know we want to help our fellow human being, but it gets pretty bad. And it makes me go, if I was going to get myself into that situation or if I was in that situation, I'd find any sort of way I could to move out of 
California because it was just not working for me. I'd find a, re- a better opportunity elsewhere if I could. And we were talking about squandering your opportunities. Sometimes life is just hitting you hard all the time. And a lot of these people, life has hit them really, really hard. And then there's substance abuse and there's psychological pre- uh, predispositions that are causing them to have issues of not being able to deal with reality. It just seems there is a better way. I'm not running for office. I wish I could come up with a better way. I know this guy didn't really help things. Henry Kissinger, he passed away at 100 years old. So there's hope for us all. Yes, he was German. And he had the the accent. But he did a lot of big things historically. I have heard stories about him, though, that he liked to manipulate people. And he liked to be around beautiful women and I heard some interesting things about, well, how he manipulated women. There's a, there's a lot of history behind this guy. And now that he's gone, I think some things might come up that we didn't hear before. Of course, we know a lot of he was President Nixon's top foreign policy aide. He helped set out the nation's grand international strategy of extricating itself from an unpopular war and plotting its relationships with two rival communist powers. Um, And then he had the Nobel Peace Prize. So, wow, I got really political on today's podcast. We should probably say to some, hide to some people some things that aren't so political. Look who's here. (laughs) Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. And Mike, it's me, Shelly Shuhart. We were listening to everything you were saying, and we don't understand any of it because it's all political, Mike Matthew. Okay. Wait, you guys aren't going to get into politics? Heck no! You know when a politician talks, he's lying! No, I think the the joke is, uh, how do you know a politician is lying? His lips are moving. I think that's what she was saying, Mike Matthew. But, yeah, we don't want to get into that. I don't either. I feel you. And I know there's a lot more stuff that I should read up on and podcasts I should listen to. Oh, I heard a little bit of Marketplace with Kai Rizdal. It's Marketplace. And he was talking about the wonderful company. It's, oh, something with a V. And they are creating medical drugs to help you and I, but using zero gravity to help make these drugs and what they do is they rent space on spacex spaceships space the final frontier and they go up and they do whatever their experiments are by using a spacex spaceship and then one there then they um then they send it back down to earth and they said that's the biggest problem they're having is the re-entry part is getting the product that they've made up in space to come back to Earth. They say they run into all kinds of problems with the FAA and everybody. So it's the, or is it the FDA? Or is it the FCC? It's one of those. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer. Yes, Mike, I think the FAA is the Federal Aviation Administration. 
whereas the FDA, Mike Matthews, is the Food and Drug Administration. Ah, it's like you have a Google mind. More like a Bing mind, Mike. Mm. Ah, yeah, I'm still trying to get my reward points out of Bing. I know I got a lot and I can't get them. Well, see, this was educational after all, I recall. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Benita. She'll be back. Disgruntled fiddle player, the brewmaster. And if you would like to comment about anything we covered today, here's the number. Call Mike at the Cafe Anyway hotline. Area code 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it is a friend. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.